0: All right, well, welcome to Bragging on Jesus, the December edition. And um, we're here at the, uh, what's this place called? High Plains, H-P-O-R-E-G. HPOC, High Plains Out- Outreach Center. Um, we got some guests here with us, and, and we're going to do a little bit of bragging on Jesus. So, oh, oh man, making it sound like a full house in here. All right, so um, we're actually going to start off in the book of Luke. And um, I, I thought it'd be good to open up with just a Christmas-themed message. Um, so right now is the time of the year that um, people really all across the world are getting ready to celebrate the birth of a baby. All right, And um, I, I think that's kind of strange because babies are born every day. And it's not really that big of a deal. I mean, if they're not in your family anyways, I mean, if it's your kid, it's a big deal. But um, there are over 360,000 babies born each and every day. And chances are that, that none of them are going to have much of an impact on your life. So the, the question that, that I want to ask and answer today is, why is the birth of Jesus any different? Um, Why why is this one baby that was born um, 2,000-some-odd years ago, why should his birth matter to you today, and why should you celebrate it this Christmas? And so to answer that, we're going to um, turn to Luke chapter 2 in our Bibles. And so I'm going to be reading verses 25 um, through 32. And so um, in, in this text, we're going to meet a guy named Simeon, and he's actually going to help answer this question of why this baby is such a big deal. So starting in verse 25. Now there was a man of Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And so he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents of Jesus brought the child to do according to the custom of the law, he took him in his arms and he blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all the people in light of the revelation of the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. Let's pray. Father God, I just pray for and ask for your help right now as I speak. Um, God, we know that your word is true. And it is glorious, and it is wonderful, and, and it is life-giving. And, and I pray that right now um, you would come and do something special. Um, and we're just regular guys sitting around here and, and, and sharing truth, but, but you're, you're not a regular God. You're an extraordinary God, God, and you can do amazing things. And so we invite you here to, to be with us and pray that you would just open the eyes of our hearts to see the same truth that Simeon saw so long ago. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, so um, in these verses, in this text, we meet uh, this old man named Simeon, and for, for a really long time, he's been looking forward to the coming of this baby, right? And, and really, uh, he's got a unique re- relationship with God, and God had made it known to him that before he died, he would get to meet the Messiah, right? The Christ, the Savior. And so God had made that plain to him, um, but he had not, God had not revealed to Mary and Joseph that Simeon was going to meet them. Um, so I, I imagine it was a little confusing when, um, someone comes up in the middle of the city and snatches your baby from you and holds him up real high and starts uh, singing a song about him that'd be a little bit confusing um and that, that's what happens simeon runs up and and really the words that he say there, this um there's this prophetic song about this child and he, he takes their baby away he lifts him up and he starts singing really loud for everybody to hear um some truths about who jesus is so um even though this this uh may seem strange to to all of us and it might have seemed strange to Mary and Joseph, um, it made perfect sense to Simeon because he knew who he was holding and there was so much reason to be glad and rejoice. And so um, what what I want to ask today is why why we celebrate uh, the birth of Jesus and why is this old guy named Simeon so happy about this baby he's never met before? Um, Who is this Jesus guy and what does his birth really mean for us 2,000 years later? So, the very first thing that that Simeon says is in verse 29, and he says this, when he sees Jesus, he says, now your servant can go to his grave in peace, all right? So, the the very first thing that that this guy says is, now I can die in peace, all right? Now, um, that's pretty interesting to me. Uh, We we don't really think of death as a very peaceful thing most of the time. Some people are completely horrified of death, Um, and um, so so we don't think of it as a, a very peaceful thing. And when we do talk about it as a peaceful thing, um, someone going peacefully, we're talking about how they die, right? Like, oh, they, they passed away in their sleep. And that's, oh, that's, a, that's how I wanna go. It's a, a very peaceful way. We're, we're saying they did it without pain or any struggle. Um, but that's not really what Simeon's talking about right here. He's not talking so much about how he's going to die. He's talking about what Jesus' birth is going to change about his death. And so this is a, a much bigger thing. He's not concerned uh, with the how piece, but he's, he's concerned with um, the what piece. What Jesus' birth is going to do for his death. All right? So th- this Jesus had actually come to deal with death. And, and, and that's why um, Simeon's so excited. Um, Christ had actually come to defeat death by the way he lived his life. All right? And um, we, we've got two main enemies, and, and, and Simeon's going to talk about uh, both of them. And, and the first one's death. Um, man, no, no matter who you are, rich or poor or, or black or white or where you're from in the world, someday like, we're, we're all going to come, come to an end, right? Our life's going to be over, and, and that is a fearful thing. Um, but, but what Jesus is going to do with the way he lives his life is he's going to um, do something that is going to completely defeat death, and then um, death won't look as scary for God's people anymore. And so that, that's what G, uh, Simeon sees when he holds up Jesus. He sees the answer to his problem of death. And, and when he's staring the God of life right in the eyes, death just doesn't look so frightening anymore. So that's the first proclamation uh, that Simeon is making here. We should care about Jesus because actually this baby's life has something that will affect our death if we trust in him. That's point number one. The second thing that that Simeon sings about this baby or proclaims or says is in verse 30. And he says, my eyes have seen your salvation. All right, so he, he's is he's holding up this this little tiny baby, saying, "This is rescue for me, right? This this is a savior here," which seems really strange to say about a baby who, like, babies can't do anything, right? I mean, like, if you had a baby, they're so dependent on you; all all they can do is eat, poop, and cry. But here he's holding this baby, and he's like, "This baby's a rescuer, right? This baby is is my salvation." Okay, and so what does Simeon mean? Um, God's salvation from what, okay? What, what are you and I and, and what was Simeon in danger of? And what in the world does this little baby have to do with it, all right? Now these are incredibly important questions because if you don't know why you're in danger and you don't know why you need rescued, then you're gonna have a hard time seeing rescue when it shows up, right? So if, if you're going to, to know, hey, that thing is rescue, you have to see the danger you're in at first. Um, so I've got I've got a silly illustration that might help us with this. So let's say that um, you're having Christmas dinner, all right? So you you get together with your friends or your family or you're sitting down or or even right now. Let's say right now um, we're sitting here, we're we're hanging out, we're we're doing this bragging on Jesus, and um, man, everybody's got their pizza and their drinks, and then all of a sudden. These guys kick down the door, right? So, poof, the door blasts open, and they're they just grabbing us. They're not giving us any explanation, and they are just throwing us out the door, right? And they're knocking our pizza on the floor, right? The, the podium and the Bible goes flying. They knock the camera over. Okay, how many of you would be a little upset? That's kind of frustrating. It's like, man, we're trying to do this fun thing, and we're trying to eat pizza, and, man, you, you just ruined our evening. We'd be a little ticked, okay? So, same illustration, the same thing happens, but I'm going to add two details, okay? So people bust in, they're ripping us out, they're they're throwing things, they're knocking stuff over. Um, but now we know two things. Uh, number one, we know that this place is on fire. And number two, we know that those men are firemen. Okay, now are we ticked at them? No, we're like, oh, thank you so much. Like we're going to burn alive. You guys are our rescuers, right? And so the, the, the point there being is it, it all depends on... Number one, do you understand you're in danger? And number two, can you spot the rescuer when he shows up? And so the, the same was true at, at the birth of Christ. All right. Jesus had showed up and, and he was here to rescue. Um, but, but many people didn't realize that. They, they, they didn't know the problem they were in, the huge serious problem they were in. And so they couldn't see him as a rescuer. All, all most people saw was a little baby. Right? And they're thinking, man, this guy Simeon has lost it. You know, he's sitting here singing a song about some strange baby, but Simeon was actually the only one seeing seeing clearly. And so then then my question for, for me and for all of us is do, do you know the danger you're in? And can you spot the rescuer? Um uh, the the Bible speaks so so clearly about the danger we're in and it's called sin right? The, the Bible says that, that we, we are in big trouble because we have all sinned against God. Sin, sin is when we do not trust God, right? It's when we, when we go our own way and we, we say, no, God, I will not trust you. I'm going to do things my way. And so we disobey and we dishonor God. And the Bible is really clear that all of us have done that. And, and I'm not going to spend much time on this because I don't have to convince you of that. Right? Like we we all see inside of our own hearts and our own minds and we know that we have gone our own way and rejected God and in the book of Ephesians um, it actually says it's much worse than that. It calls us dead in our sin. Like that we have no life or or love or anything for God inside of us and and we kind of go our own way and we are hopeless and, and helpless. And so we need to realize that because if we don't know that, we won't understand why we need a rescuer so much. And, and that's who Jesus is. He, he's the, the one who can deal with our problem of sin. And so here he is. He's, he's come to deal with it. Um, this little baby is not going to stay a little baby. All right, if, if you have kids as well, you know this. Uh, babies get bigger, right? And this little baby is going to become a man. And this man, Jesus, is going to live a perfect life, right? He's going to live this sinless life that none of us can live where he is always trusting and obeying God the Father. And then um, he's going to do something I- extremely incredible. He's going to go to the cross, right? That, that, that's really the reason Jesus was born, right? God's son had to put on flesh so he could die, because gods can't die, right? Gods can't bleed. They can't be staked to a cross. And so God himself had to put on flesh so he could go hang in, in the spot that we deserved and die the death we deserved and, and have his shed blood. And so our blood shed, that's where Jesus is headed. He's headed to the cross to deal with our problem of sin. And, and so Simeon, he, he rejoices greatly at the fact that Jesus has come to deal with sin. And so th- those are the first two things that he says. Number one, this, this baby is going to change what death means for me. I can go to my grave in peace because this baby is going to do something about death. He's actually going to defeat it. And not only my problem of death, but he's going to do something about sin. Like this, this thing that's twisted up and broken in me, right? The sin that, that I, like we all hate it, right? We see what we do and the kind of people we are and we're torn up and we're like, Ugh, how? who's going to deliver me from this, right? And, and it's Jesus, right? That's, that's what Paul says. Thanks be that Jesus is the one who's going to deliver us. And so that's that, Simeon, just like all of us, he's a broken dude. And he's like, here's salvation from sin and from death. And then here, here's the, uh, another awesome truth that, that he says, okay? Who is this wonderful news for, right? Who, who, is, who is this salvation from sin and death given to? And, and in verses 31 and 32, this is what comes out of Simeon's mouth. So he says, You salvation that were prepared for all the people, a light in the revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory for your people, the Jews. All right, so, so here's Simeon's last happy proclamation, right? So there's rescue from sin, there's rescue from death, and it's for everybody. Like how cool is that, right? Like the, the whole world, right? Rich and poor and people like all over the world, like people like here in this room and people far off in India who've never even heard the name of Jesus. Like this, this rescue is for all people, and so that, that's, that's the last thing that, that Simeon is happy to tell us that this salvation has been made available to all men through, through Christ Jesus. Um, Romans 3 29 and 30 says, Or is God the God of the Jews only? Um, did he just come for the Jewish nation, for his own people? It says, um, No, no, also Gentiles, since God is one and he will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised, that's anybody who's not a Jew. Through faith and so, so sinful men, you and me, okay, all people can be made right with the Holy God through faith in Jesus. and, and, and that's this really beautiful truth and, and, and God invites us to trust in him and, and, and that's what we need because He's the only one who can deal with our biggest problems of, of sin and death. So I'm going to wrap it up there but man I just want to let you know like be, be thinking about that because God's invitation is always open. And, and my, my prayer today and tonight is that Simeon's reality be your reality. Um, that, that you can actually not be terrified of death anymore. And that you cannot be, um, your, your life doesn't have to be ruled or owned by your brokenness or sin. But you can actually just like 100% throw it all on Christ and let him carry that for you. Let him pay for that for you. And you can live a free life. Um, man, God offers that to, to all his people. That's my story. Uh, man, I, I'm a broken man, and my only hope is Jesus. Um, and, and I know that's the story of, of lots of guys in here. So um, it's, it's my hope and my prayer that that will be your story today. Let me pray. Father God, you are good. You are glorious. Um, and you are, you are the one who opens people's eyes to see what Simeon did. God, open our eyes to see that. Open my eyes wider, wider so I can see more of Jesus. And I I pray that you would be gracious, God, so gracious just to point out our sin, point out the brokenness that's inside of us. Let us see the trouble so we can see the rescuer. And let us be fully convinced that it's only through Christ alone that we can have salvation. In your name we pray, amen.